Hello, hello, and welcome to another powerful episode of the Victor Podcast, where we take small wins and we create big victories. My guest today started business at the age of 19, and he has over 20 years experience in business. Well, I guess it was, it was, it's really about the necessity breeds or develops innovation, yeah. right? So my story was, it, it started out of necessity. I used to write checks in Naira here in the UK, DHL them to my dad in Nigeria. He'd cash them and send me the sterling. That's how well I did at the, and I was, you know, I, I didn't know very much about business. It was just, you know, I needed to, I just said to myself, I can't sit down here and be sorry for myself. I need to do something. Interestingly enough, I, I, I don't necessarily think there was any point along my journey where I, I thought one day I want to specialize in leadership. I sort of just fell into it. But now when I look back at it, um, I can see the trajectory that brought me to where I am today, right? So um, I've always been in one leadership position Oh, oh, it was, it was anything but. I mean, business did, was in such a dip at the time that I had to take a job as a pizza delivery driver. Wow. In order to pay my rent, in order to put food on the table. I still have, I actually kept the uniform. I've got the hat, the jacket, I've got the belt. I kept it because that's part of my thing is a song by Cassidy. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler. Because, right, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm the sort of person that I, I, I regulate my pride levels. I can take my pride all the way down and do what I need to do to survive. Do what I need to do for my family to survive. The money at that time. But I did the, I, I did the mastermind for free. Because I was sowing a seed. Yeah. which is germinating today. This is part of the germination of that. And I'm gone. I don't want my tombstone to say, you know, their lives, you know, Kevin, he was this wealthy guy. What does that mean? And, and my legacy will be, it will be evident in how people respond to my name after I'm gone. Kevin is a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. He's the CEO of Lead Global, a UK-based training and consulting organization specializing in leadership, personal development, organizational growth, communication, and conflict management. He's an avid writer and the editor in charge of UK Mode Men magazine, Nigeria's premier men's lifestyle magazine. He's also a recipient of a 2017 honorary award for business from the Global African Awards. Kevin has shared powerful experience on his story, the great times, the low times, what he learned when he was in the low. This is one podcast for everyone to listen to. And I can assure you, you will leave with a big smile on your face, inspired to make a big change in your life. Enjoy the podcast and I'll see you at the end of it. Hello everybody and welcome to the Victor Podcast, where we take small wins and we create big victories. I'm so excited. I've got a friend that's turned into a brother. <laughs> Today, have a super, super great conversation. I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast. You can like the page, you can share, you can subscribe to your YouTube. And you know what? Tell friends about it. I believe there's people out there who need to hear this and do not keep it to yourself. In case you're wondering who Kevin is, Kevin is, and I say Kevin without the L. 
Kevin is a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. He's a CEO of Lead Global in UK, in base a UK-based training organization specializing in leadership, personal, and organizational growth, communication, and conflict management. He started his first business at the age of 19. Now, 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 I need to stop there, you know, because, because <laughs> reading this program, I'm thinking, age of 19, every young person is looking for the next party. Every young yep. man is trying to find who's next girl to chat up in his class. And you were doing business in the oil and gas market in Nigeria. Kevin, there's some people who are watching this now who are feeling stuck, who are thinking, I did not do my life. Or they're saying to themselves, I am too young, 19. How do you do that, Kevin? Well, I guess it was, it was, it's really about the mindset. I think, I think, um, and, and also like they say, you know, necessity breeds or develops innovation, yeah. right? So my story was, it, it started out of necessity, I suppose, because um, I had an encounter with my father, my late father, you know, God rest his soul yeah. at the time. So he, uh, he was an executive director in an oil company. And, and one day he came down, down the stairs and, and um, I asked him, you know, dad, could I have some money to go get some toiletries? And I think he must have woken up on the wrong side of his bed because he laid into me. He really ripped into me, like, you know, things like, you know, you know, if I died today, what would you do? You haven't achieved. I was 19, bearing me, you know, and, and of course, back home in Nigeria at that age, you know, you're pretty much still considered um, a kid. Yeah. Um, you're, you're at home. We were at university, uh, but they were on strike. Mm. So we were at home. I'd been at home for almost a year by that time. Wow. Um, so I just asked him and he got really upset with me. Mm. And I actually just said, OK. And then he, he left for work. Mm. And I remember I walked to my mom and I had tears streaming down my eyes. And I, I said, you know, daddy really knows how to break somebody's spirit. And I went to my room and I really cried. Yeah. But what happened then was in the midst of those tears, I thought, is there any truth to what he's saying? Yeah. And that's where the mindset comes in. So my mind kicked in. So I wasn't, I wasn't sitting down thinking, woe is me. You know, you know, my dad is ripping into me. Da, 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 da. I just thought, what can I do differently? Yeah. And so I started thinking about, you know, where could I go? Luckily, my, my mom's cousin <clears throat> used to come around the house and he was a man around town in Lagos at the time. And um, he used to do businesses here and there. And I had a chat with him and he said, look, we could start, you know, some, some, your dad works in oil. Um, we could try and see what we could do. And also I had a friend that lived um, uh, not too far away from, from, from where we lived. Her name was Florence. And yeah. she was a really business minded person as well. Yeah. So this is the other thing. The people you hang out with matter, Good point. right? So the law of environment, when we say the environment, we're talking about, not just your physical environment, but the people mm. within your circle make yeah. up your environment. So that's yeah. critical. Who do you hang around with? Mm. Because she was quite a, a business-minded person. Mm. So I talked to her about it as well. She said, well, her sister is always looking for diesel, yeah. always looking for petrol. I said, well, um, what if I can get some? Yeah. She said, okay, let's see how it goes. So I, uh, this is maybe three weeks later, I had a chat to my dad and I said, I want to start selling petrol and diesel. This is bearing in mind that there was there was a, a shortage in Nigeria as, as they, they tended to be. Yeah. Um, this was during the Sanya Bacha era. Yeah. And, um, and he said, okay, come to the office tomorrow and, and let's have it. I'll introduce you to somebody. So I went, he introduced me to the depot manager. Yeah. 
depot manager said it would cost 300,000 naira at the time to get one uh, truckload of, of diesel. So my, my, I asked my dad, he loaned me 300,000 naira. Wow. So again, I was, I was fortunate enough that I had an investor, an initial investor into my first um, uh, business. And so I went, you know, spoke to the depot manager, um, my mom's cousin and I, we went, got the first shipment, yeah. um, sold it to my friend's sister who had been looking for it yeah. and made a tidy profit. Within a month, I paid my dad back his 300 grand and the rest was pure profit. I did so well in that business. We expanded into, um, into interior design. So we were doing conference rooms mm. and so on and so forth for, for, for companies. So that was when I was about 19. So um, I left and came to the UK in February of 1997. Wow. And the business was still sort of running, but because I wasn't there anymore, yeah. um, my, my mom's cousin couldn't really follow up as much. So eventually the business folded. But I did so well in that business that I, I used to write checks in wow. Naira here in the UK, wow. DHL them to my dad in Nigeria. He'd cash them and send me the sterling. Wow. That's how well I did. At the, and I was, you know, I, I didn't know very much about business. It was just, you know, I needed to, I just said to myself, I can't sit down here and be sorry for myself. Yeah. I need to do something. And that's where it started. So I set up um, kerosene tanks in Lekki, Ekpe. I was, so at 19, I, I was an employee of labor already. I think I had about 10 or 15 different women working for me because they were selling kerosene in the kerosene tanks. I was running around getting small contracts here and there as well to supply fountain pens. And I, I, it was just, it was just a hustle, you know? So I had that hustling spirit. Even I didn't know I had it until I started. Exactly. So something something had to trigger you to start, you see. And I love what yeah. you're saying because the most important thing was you didn't just sit around and mope and complain about the fact that your dad screamed at you. You thought to no. yourself, if you could step back, maybe you cried. Yes, you did. You know, so someone listening would think, okay, they cried and it just stayed there. But you decided I do something about this. And most people might begin to think, oh, well, you're lucky because your dad had 300,000 to give you. I don't have anyone to give me 300,000. But the question most people don't realize is they don't know that there's people out there who can give them that investment, but because they have not put themselves out there because you decided, okay, you heard about an opportunity. You went to the office to find out what do I need to do? And you found out what you need to do. Then you did something about it. So because you had already taken that step, because one thing yeah. I always say to people is I said, look, if you want to open a shop, find the shop, look at the shop, know how much the shop is, know what you Absolutely. want to sell in the shop. And then when you approach somebody, the person says to you, what do you want? Oh, I want the shop. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell that. And it's going to make me good. You know, you give them a breakdown already. They will know what they yeah. want to do. You see? Absolutely. And, that, and that's what you've just done. So this is, this is like a life. So someone listening could tell now. This is like something you have done. You've walked out, walk, and you've talked that talk. You see, which, which is so Absolutely. powerful. So you've, you've gone from business now. And then you, you went along the way. And obviously now you're a John Maxwell certified coach and trainer. And you something. What changed along the way? Why do you, because I think John Maxwell <laughs> is renowned for leadership all across the world. So where do your journey sort of shift? You know what? I want to go into leadership. I want to be in that, in that arena. How did that shift take place? Well, interestingly enough, I, I, I don't necessarily think there was any point along my journey where I, I thought one day I want to specialize in leadership. I sort of just fell into it. But now when I look back at it, um, I can see the trajectory that brought me to where I am today, right? So um, I've always been in one leadership position 
or the other. Now that's either voluntary or an accidental leader. Like sometimes there's a group of us and they want somebody to, to take the lead on something. They look around and say, you, Kevin, you, you do this. And I, I never really understood why that was. And if, if it was that it happened once, twice, three, four times, I would understand. But it happens continuously mm. till today, yeah. to date. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in a group and I'm always picked out to lead in one way, shape or form. Mm. So that was almost naturally there. Right. Um, I, I suppose some people have that thing that people look at you and they say, OK, I you you have a trustworthy face or you have a responsible <laughs> face or, or whatever. So maybe I have one of those faces. I don't know. But um, but that's what has, hap- has happened over time. Right. So um, I did the whole business thing um, at that time. I came here, studied. I worked um, in various different sectors, telecoms, I.T., um, you know, property development, uh, consultancy, credit control, so finance. I, I, I've just I've done quite quite a lot of things. So I've picked up different uh, experiences from different areas as well. So when I left the consultancy firm that I had set up, um, and um, I was managing director for about eight years yeah. um, with a group of partners. So we 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 parted ways. Yeah. And I started thinking, okay, I want to, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. In the process of running that consultancy firm, I realized that I, I loved training. Wow. I love training people. I love developing people. Yeah. There's a feeling that, that comes with somebody saying, Kevin, thank you so much for helping me. Yeah. You know, it's priceless. It's a priceless feeling. And I realized in that process, because we did a lot of training for uh, organizations that were thinking about going into uh, into different African countries and so on and so forth. Mm. And so I, I also uh, qualified as a, as a trainer and a, a trainer who can train trainers as well. So I've got a, what's uh, called level three award in education. And training. Yes. Uh, so, so I, I got that. Um, and so I developed, I developed that, that skill set through yeah. that. Um, and I was looking for, I wanted to do, as part of the training, I wanted to do a, a little bit more public speaking yeah. so that I could get more confident in my training. Mm-hmm. So I went online looking for a public speaker. I mean, everybody had talked about, you know, Toastmasters and all of that, which I, I probably will do at some point as well. Anyway, you, you can never get uh, too much practice on these yeah. things. But then I found John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And when I found it, it encapsulated not just public speaking, but it, it talked about training, it talked about coaching, um, it talked about mentorship, all things that resonated with me because I was doing them already. I was mentoring people. I have a, a charity that I started in, in, in 2019, educating uh, underprivileged children uh, back home in Nigeria, my state, in Benue State. Wow. Um, I was already doing training now. So I just thought, look, this is the whole package. Yes. So um, I didn't have the money. But I found it. And I think that's the other thing. There's a friend of mine, um, Dr. Alfred um, Bete. He always says that you don't need money to start a business. You need an idea. Because from an idea, you can develop and find the money. So the first thing is not, I need money. Mm. It's the idea and it's the connections and the people you could potentially talk to. Yeah. So so, um, I didn't have the money, but I found it. Um, And it was quite a lot of money in the thousands uh, of dollars. And I went on the program and I have to say, mm. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I think I can comfortably say almost every John Maxwell team member yeah. will, will tell everybody they know 
that whatever you invest, you will get thousands and thousands and thousands of times back for whatever you invest. So that's how I formalized that whole, you know, uh, leadership qualification. And I combined that with my regular training and other things that I do. And I'm, I'm, I'm here today. Um, I've, I've been training organizations. I've been doing, I mean, you and I, you know, you came on one of my, my mastermind uh, sessions and this is where this connection, this connection came from. So, um, yeah, so that's the story really. Yeah. And he, I think it's so powerful because you just, you just hit another nail on the head now, because obviously we've got an audience we're looking at who are talking to now is somebody who is sort of thinking, okay, I've got this idea. I don't know what to do. But as you just said, now, when you decided you wanted to go into training, the next thing you thought about was, I need to get the knowledge and to develop myself. So when you're, yeah. so anyone watching this now, obviously you can get the message. Kevin just gave another very, very powerful point again now. Obviously he said the first one, which I summarized. The second one now he gave was so powerful is the fact that the money, you don't need money. All you need is an idea. But also when you think of those ideas, you need to find a way of training yourself. Because what did yeah. Kevin do? You went and decided, okay, fine, I need to train myself. So I think that is actually a very powerful point. And so you cannot put a price on knowledge. You cannot put a price on education, which I believe is, is just so, 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 so powerful. So Kevin, Absolutely. thank you so much because you've given us so, much, so many powerful nuggets already now. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, I'm when, 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 when nearly there, we're nearly there, but I think you've given us, um, you've given us a lot now as you speak now. So Kevin, so now you are, um, 20 years you've gone now into business, into corporate experiences, right across yep. the And um, there might be somebody who sort of took off like you, but now he's, feels as if he's screeching in one place. He's not moving forward. He's seen there must be some challenges here and there, you know, as in what's the, what, what would he say was your biggest learning, you know, through this journey? Because somebody might be thinking, nah, he was lucky. His father gave him money. Oh, nah, he was lucky. He could, he could find the money to join John Maxwell. Oh, nah, he was, you know, but, like, but obviously it sounds, it was, it sounded like, oh, just a smooth journey. Was it a smooth journey? Oh, oh it was, it was anything but. I mean, look, the truth of the matter is, Anybody who uses the word lucky needs to know what lucky means, yeah. right? And there, there are a number of definitions, but I'll use one of the simplest ones. Yeah. Luck is preparation meeting opportunity, right? Wow. If an opportunity comes your way and you are not prepared, forget it. You will be yeah. very, very unlucky and you'll carry on being unlucky until you prepare yourself. How yeah. do you prepare yourself? Mm-hmm. Now to answer uh, two questions in one, you first need to know who you are. I think that is always a starting point. I, I, I had um, um, uh, a session yesterday. I do, I do executive training as well. So yeah. I, I, I did that for a group uh, of uh, CEOs yesterday. Yeah. And one of the things, I was talking about conflict management, but even in that, the starting point for everything I said to them, I created a diagram of concentric circles. And the starting point was the self. Everything begins with you. It begins with you and your mindset. It's what's in your head that is going to come out, right? So it, it, it hasn't always been an easy journey. I'll tell you this. At some point in my business career, I was the managing director of um, a UK consultancy firm that was doing quite a lot of work with you know, uh, uh, the British government, you know, UK trade and investment, um, helping UK, UK businesses going to Africa, Etc. Etc. I was also on the board of a 60-year-old company. It was called the Business Council for Africa at the time. Yeah. Right. But w- the business di- was in such a dip at the time that I had to take a job as a pizza delivery driver. 
Wow. In order to pay my wow. rent, in order to put food wow. on the table. I still have, I actually kept the uniform. I've got the hat, the jacket, <laughs> I've got the belt. I kept it because that's part of my story, wow. right? So, and, and, and why could I do that? I'm a hustler. Mm. I always ask people when I'm doing my, my, my trainings and I ask people about, you know, the first part of knowing yourself. Mm. I ask people, if you were a boxer, yeah. right? What soundtrack mm. would you use to walk to the ring? Yeah. And, and mine is a song by Cassidy. Mm. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler. Because, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. I'm the sort of person that I, I, I regulate my pride levels. Yeah. I can take my pride all the way down and do what I need to do yeah. to survive. Do what I need to do for my family to survive. Wow. Right? Even in this, in the lockdown just gone, mm. I lost millions of Naira because I set up a cash center. In, I lost, I mean, we were turning over almost 20 million a month. Wow. Right? Mm. I lost that business in the lockdown. Things got so bad. Mm. What did I do? Mm. Luckily, I had I had bought a much larger car because I was driving a smaller car at the time. Yeah. I bought a much larger car again because of a friend of mine yeah. that helped me out. The law of environment. I keep yeah. I keep emphasizing this. The people yeah. around you are yeah. critically important. That's yeah. one of the key things you need to check. Who is around you? Yeah. Right? Who are the people? Because they say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Yeah. So a friend of mine helped me out and I bought a car. Mm. Now, the lockdown happened. Yeah. Everything went to, excuse my French, went to hell. Yeah. People lost their jobs, businesses went down and I was caught up in that. Yeah. What did I do? I took that big car yeah. and I went and got a job with Hermes as a parcel delivery guy. Wow. wow. Here in the UK. Wow. This is bearing in mind that in my inbox, there were people sending me messages. Kevin, please send me 2K. Send me 5K. Send me 20,000. I need to do this. I need to eat food. I need to pay for this. Yeah. Right? Of course, I, I didn't tell anybody all of this. But I went out yeah. and I was delivering. It's, my wife is the only person that saw what I went through. Wow. And I'll, I'll tell you how much they were paying me. They were paying me between 50P and 86P per parcel delivered. Do you know how many parcels <laughs> you need to deliver? <laughs> you know how many parcels you need to deliver to make 500 pounds in a month? Do you know how much mileage on your car? Do you know what it does to your back, your legs? Because of climbing, carrying, yes. But I did it. I did it because it was, and this is, uh, so, a funny story uh, as part of this is on about three or four occasions, yeah. I went to deliver something and, and the guy looked at me and said, are you from Amazon? Because I was delivering an Amazon package. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, no, but I'm, I'm delivering on behalf of. Yeah. And he said, I didn't know Amazon did Porsche cars. And I laughed my head <laughs> off. And I said, you know, so, so, so we went off. And then another old man said, ah, really Porsche posh car i said yes because i'm a posh delivery driver so even <laughs> in that state of mine i didn't forget who i was yeah right because i was just passing through mm. a process this was just yeah. a downtime life yeah. is about hills and valleys this was a valley yeah yeah but what do you learn while you're in the valley True. that's the True. key if you don't learn anything in the valley if you come back up to the hill 
mm. you'll probably make the same mistakes that took you back down to the valley. Wow, Kevin, right? I, I don't know what to say. I think you're, <laughs> you're just you're just too much, you see. And you know, the, the powerful thing you just thrown out again now, which is just so powerful. You know, as they did the lessons about the value and the hills. And I think a lot of people get stuck and they go into that rut because they will not humble themselves to do anything else. You know, okay, fine, your business has fallen apart. No, I'm not going to do any job. You know, I'm, I'd rather sit around there and keep, keep feeling like a big boy, even though there's absolutely yeah. no money in my pocket. You see, you took yeah. the Porsche car, you say, you know what, I'll use this Porsche car for deliveries. No problem at all. Let's go with that. And wow, absolutely. wow. And, and, and Victor, I must, I must add this. Let me tell you, while I was doing that, yeah. I was doing a lot of online uh, training sessions mm. free of charge. I joined a group called the DeVictors Group, and we did a lot of free program. I was doing courses on emotional intelligence, yeah. on, on shifting your leadership. Yeah. I was doing courses on conflict management, on yeah. communication, yeah. Um, with a host of other facilitators, yeah. right? And I did that from March through to September. Yeah. Yes, with DeVictors, and then I did with a few other uh, organizers. And it was, it was in that period that we started the Mastermind Group uh, yeah. that we used this book, I don't know if it's because of my background, uh, okay. 15, yeah, oh, yeah this uh, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Yeah. Yes, when we started the master, it was during that period mm. that that I did that. And, and you know, the interesting thing as well is that I needed the money at that time. Wow. But I did the I, I did the mastermind for free, free because I was sowing a seed, yeah. which is germinating today. This is part of the germination of that seed. Wow. Right? Because this is how you and I became... You know, both, friends yeah. and, and, yeah. and yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and look look where it's brought us. So it's not yeah. always about the money. True. But then the point I was trying to make was while I was running around and delivering parcels, yeah. I was still building myself. I was still yeah. practicing. Mm-hmm. What did that lead to? Um today, yeah, apart from the, the, the leadership side of things I do, I'm also um the program leader for uh, the international year one program with the University of Roehampton. Wow. Right? Through uh, QA Higher Education. So I run that program now. Mm. Um, When I was being interviewed for the role of a lecturer in October of that year, one of the key things that Mm. came out of that, we had a lot of, there were a lot of technical issues. Of course, Zoom, we moved from Teams to Zoom and all of this. And it, you know, it disrupted the interview. Mm. But I came back and we did the interview. And when I got the job, yeah. but bearing in mind, I got the job already, but mm. I still asked the, the lady that interviewed me, yeah. can you give me some feedback about the interview? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, actually. And that's she said, she, yeah, she said to me, that's, she said, that's, that's quite interesting. She was like, one of the key reasons we hired you was because despite all the technical issues, yeah. you didn't f- seem flustered at all you just came back and you answered the questions you gave explanations and examples yeah and you knew your stuff and you had the experience of teaching online yeah yeah so from march to september of (laughs) doing free programs i came in and got this job yeah um a nine-month contract Mm. to 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 be a lecturer four months into that contract Mm. The lady that hired me said, I want you to become the program leader. Would you like that? Would you want to apply? And I applied, interviewed, and I got the job. So the point I'm trying to make is I was in a valley, Mm. right? But I was developing. I was learning. Mm. And it paid off because all of that free work that I did that seemed like it was free, 
yeah. got me to, to the point where I'm now, you know, the, the head of a, a program for a university. Wow. So y- you have to know who you are. You have to be confident and you have to just keep going. You have yeah. to just keep going. Yeah. I think, you I can't think... sit down and say, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, um, <laughs> feeling, feeling sorry for yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. Wow. That's, you know, you know, you know you, you've, you've just made it so powerful because a lot of times when people don't have is a time in which they feel because the world keeps on telling us, okay, fine, you, you can't give what you don't have. You know, so it's so more or less like what, what you gave those people in those masterminds, in those, in those, in, in those uh, trainings you did for free is worth far more than money. Is worth far, far mm-hmm. more than money. You see, because, because a lot of times, whatever we do, wherever you find yourself, there's always still something left in you that you can actually still yeah. give. And I think that's what you just did. Because yeah. in as much as you were going through a tough time, in as much as you were doing the deliveries, but you still took time out, you know what? I still want to develop people. And I think I just, I just love that so much. And look at how much it's paid off. And so many people these days, yes. if I do me a favor, I have to do, people have to do me, the, you, have to, you have to do me back the favor. But now people have to learn, you know what, just give freely. Is, you know what, it's a universal law. You give, it it's going to come back it to you. It might be it one is. year, it might be two years, it might be whatever it is. Look at how well it came back to you. So as we, as we yeah. begin to come into line, Kevin, I'm just going to say, now, you've, I, I was going to ask you for practical steps people can take. But you, you, you've given so much now that I think there's no, I, I don't even need to go back there because you've broken all that very down, down to you. So now I want to talk about it, something very close to my heart, which is, which is legacy. What do you yeah. want your legacy to be? As in, you know, fine. We, you know, I, do you know one thing I do that's quite crazy? I actually, when I take a long walk sometimes, there's a graveyard somewhere there. Once in a while, I get tempted to walk through it. I just read the tombstones, you know? And sometimes I even see dates of people who are actually younger than me. And I'm thinking, yeah. wow, this person actually is far younger than I am. You know, it feels sad sometimes, but I always look around and say, do you know what, Victor? You're going to end up in a place like this one day. What's going to yeah. be, what are people going to say about you? So I'm about so strong you. on legacy. And I just want to ask you now, when we mention the name Kevin, you know, what are people going to think? It's, it's funny you mentioned tombstones because... You know, ironically, I mean, I mean, maybe some people might find it a little airy, but I think about that as well. And I, I've said this to, to quite a number of, you know, my mentees. When I'm gone, I don't want my tombstone to say, you know, their lives, you know, Kevin, he was this wealthy guy. What does that mean? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really mean anything. anything yeah? exactly. My legacy should be that while I was on earth, mm. I did everything I possibly could. Mm change lives to impact people positively mm. and and my legacy will be it will be evident in how people respond to my name after i'm gone mm. so today yeah. um the legacy that my father left yeah i can get into some places by virtue of the name that he left behind wow and wow. And, and and that's that's really key for me mm. you know that name that integrity yeah. When I'm no longer here, yeah. how many people would be able to say, this guy played a, a, a critical role in my life at a time when um, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't sure what direction to go. Yeah. I heard Kevin speaking or yeah. I was mentored by Kevin or something he said struck mm-hmm. a chord or something he gave me. Mm-hmm. He opened the door for me. Yeah. When they see my children, They'll say, oh, are you the son of Kevin Koba? Mm. Yes. Mm. 
your father was was a great man he yeah. did this he did this yeah. if you need any help let me know yeah. that's that's yeah. a legacy that is a legacy that is a legacy. that's a legacy of integrity yeah that's that a legacy is. of impact and, and for me, that, that is critical. So even the entire leadership thing that I'm doing now, that's what it is. I want to leave that legacy. Yeah. I want to leave that legacy of I, I, I grew regular folks mm. into leaders because we don't have enough good leaders around, whether we're thinking Africa or we're thinking globally, yeah. right? And, and people need to understand that leadership is not about the guy in front. It's about you and me. Mm, mm, the mm. most difficult person, John Maxwell always says, is the most difficult person to lead mm. in any room is yourself. Yeah. True, true, true. And if you analyze yourself, if, if we honestly analyze ourselves, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll see that that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Because waking up at 5 a.m. to go jogging requires you to be able to lead yourself to do that. True, true. If you're a praying person, waking up at 5 a.m. to pray yeah. requires you to be able to lead yourself to do that. True. Great. To achieve the things you need to do, you need to lead yourself first. So it always starts with the self. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, that is so powerful, Kevin, that I can't even add anything to it. <laughs> but I'm just going to wrap up by saying there are people who have listened to you now and they're sort of thinking, I love what Kevin is saying. I want to connect with Kevin. I want to you know, learn more from Kevin and everything else. How can they get in touch with you? How can they reach out to you? How can they learn more from you? What have you got out there for them to do? You know, and obviously, guys, if you want to work with Kevin, I'm sure he has maybe have opportunities for you to do that. But guess what? As he said, sometimes you got to pay for the knowledge. So, guys, <laughs> I'm sure that might be the no, case. Absolutely. 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 I mean, I, I, I will always say to people, look, if, if somebody is investing their time in you, mm. um, even if even if you have to pay for it, yeah. you're investing in yourself. Mm. I, I, I don't believe in, you know, I, I find it um, people that wait for handouts. Yeah. Um, are a problem mm. because if you're looking for free stuff all the time yeah. when you get to that point mm. do you expect people to pay you for your time really? and for your knowledge and for your skills yeah. yeah so if you think about it from that perspective let's all invest in ourselves buy books yeah you can even get free stuff free free books online if you need to True. yeah if you don't like reading listen yeah. audible yeah. There, there, there are things out there that you can use but True. i mean if you want to get into it, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, at Kevin Koba. So K-E-V. If you put the L, you won't find me. It's not Kelvin. <laughs> right? <laughs> One of my pet peeves is Kevin, at Kevin Koba. So that's K-O-R-G-B-A. You'll find me on Instagram. You'll also find me on LinkedIn. Just, just uh, type my name. On Facebook, if you want to find me, you put my middle name, Kevin Tena. So T E R N A. Koba, and you'll find me. I'm going to be running a few more um, masterminds starting this month, uh, developing the leader within. I'm also going to be running one on the 15 invaluable laws of growth as well. And there are a few other things in the pipeline that are coming up. Uh, Victor, you're definitely going to be a part of that as well. I'll, I'll, I'll chat to you about that. But yeah, please, um, if, if, if anybody would like to, to join any of the programs, please do get in touch. I'll give you dates. Um, when we're going to start. And I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Sure, 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 sure. I'll be part of it and I never regretted it. Kevin, say, thank you so, so much for your time. We really appreciate you as in you've dropped so many valuable points to us. And I think um, even I'm just jump, bouncing up the roof, I must say. 
So guys, make sure you connect with Kevin. There's a lot more out there you can learn from him. He's just a tip of the iceberg. And you know what? I look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. I'm going to bring you guys powerful guests. So guys, everybody take care. Stay blessed, guys. And we love you all. And thank you so much.